Welcome to Magic on Main Street. I'm Sean. And I'm Tabitha. Over the past few years, our little family has lived the Disneyland lifestyle. As an ex-cast member, Legacy Annual Pass holders, and Disney Vacation Club members, we've been surrounding our lives with Disney. We'll be your one-stop shop for Disneyland and Walt Disney World history and trivia and all the insider information you could ever ask for on merchandise, food, shows, attractions, and everything else you should know about the parks. Our goal is to bring a little magic to your ears by sharing our Disney journey with you. This This is Magic Magic on on Main Street. Street. They savor the challenge and promise of the future. Okay, here we go. Ready? Okay. It's coming. It's coming. Here we go. Ready? Here we go. In five, four, three, two. Welcome to the show, everybody. Oh my gosh. It's season two, episode one of the Magic on Main Street podcast. I'm so excited to be back. We have two seasons of a podcast. Oh, man. Uh, It's been a long time. But uh, for those of you that don't remember, I'm Sean. I'm Tabitha. And with us, as always, on the other side of the screen, Daniel Prog. Daniel Prog95 on Instagram. (laughs) Man, that's the first rap horn of season two. I'm so excited. Can't forget about our little kid, Kenzie. She'll be coming in later. And... Our show's mascot, Scar the Kitten. He's under the table somewhere. He's here somewhere. Guys, so much has happened. <laughs> yeah, an entire pandemic. An entire pandemic has <laughs> it's happened. still going. It's still happening. I hate um, it. I <laughs> hate <just> it. <laughs> it's, dude, it's been crazy. So we haven't recorded a show since, gosh. June? July. July? End of July. But anyway... We got a lot to talk about. We're going to be going over some things that we're catching up on. Uh, we uh, we're ac- actually doing something new with the show. We are. We are. We're talking about Walt Disney World now. We are. We started as a Disneyland podcast. Now we're talking about Disneyland and Walt Disney World. What you and know about Disney World? If if the world ever opens back up and we're able to get to the other parks in the world, we'll talk about those parks too. <sighs> Tokyo is in my future. Super excited. So we're going to talk about this week in Disneyland history, which actually is now this week in Disney history. I know. It's Change crazy. up. We've got some news. We're going to talk about Disneyland, Walt Disney World, uh, Disney in general, some big announcements that have been made, all kinds of crazy stuff, new merch, hidden mix with the kid, some food, which we had a lot of it in Walt Disney World. Oh my God. And, you know, we'll end it with what we typically do. The quote of the week. <gasps> Yay! Yeah. So, so much show ahead of us. So let's start off the show the old-fashioned way. Kaylin, bring us in. Magic on Main Street Podcast. Perfect for Disney fans. Magic on Main Street Podcast. Talking about Disneyland. Magic on Main Street Podcast. For when you're making your Disney plans. Magic on Main Street Podcast. Sean and Tabitha will be right back. They're back. We're back. Guys, we're back. (laughs) We've missed you a lot. A lot. Like, it's been tough not doing the show. 
Um, but we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole There's a suitcase whole to unpack. <laughs> a whole thing. So we'll, we'll talk about that later on. Uh, first, we want to talk about some shout outs. Number one, first and foremost, all of you, everybody that's stuck around, everybody that's coming back. Thank you for welcoming us back into your lives. Seriously, though. Like, you guys didn't have to. No. This was not a requirement, yeah. and you guys still stuck around, and everybody's going through their own stuff right yeah. now, and like we said, we'll get into that, but thank you. Yeah, thanks for sticking around, and uh, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers who stuck around. Stephen Cosgrove, Austin McRae, Hannah Malco, Jonathan Sagastumi, Eric Perez, Jen McMullen, Patrick Weaver, Joy Wilson. We've got something special coming your way, uh, yes, so if you're listening and... We don't have your current address, which we should in Patreon. Yeah, if, uh, if you've if you've moved since you signed in yeah, to Patreon, let please let us know. <laughs> uh, let us know. But yeah, we we got something special for you. So thanks so much. Um, but last time we were talking about uh, kind of what was going on during the pandemic. We were trying to make updates as much as we could. There wasn't really much to update, um, and then you know life got in the way. So it got, it got weird. It got really it got weird. really hard to record this show. It did. It did. Um, yeah, it was, it was hard to talk about something that you love so much that wasn't even around anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like I kept doing a eulogy over and over. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Because there was no light. No. Everything kind of started to feel like it wasn't ever happening again. Yeah. And like when we recorded our last episode, Walt Disney World had just opened back up. But yeah. We had never been. We'd never been. That wasn't that wasn't our happy place. That wasn't our home. That wasn't that wasn't something we were planning on going and seeing. So it didn't help like right. lessen the burden of our parks being closed. Yeah. So we did the best thing for us. We took a mental health break. Try to get our life back focused. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we took some trips. Um, we've been you know playing it safe like we had been talking about in the beginning. That never changed, but we have been going places. Yeah. Um, doing them as safely as possible. So we're going to talk about our, our adventures that we've been taking uh, in the, at the end of this show. But also, we're going to do a full series on some Walt Disney World stuff for all of you California folks or people who've never been to Walt Disney World. Uh, we can kind of share this experience as both new park goers, because neither of us have ever been, had ever been before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also as um, kind of Disneyland purists. Yeah, because you know, we've that's all we knew. So uh, it was a fun experience. And so I hope to, that we can share that with you. Um, you know, it's funny because I used to think of Walt Disney World as this thing that was like super um, uh, inaccessible, unattainable, goal. unattainable goal. Because <laughs> it just always seemed like it was so expensive. Well, and, and so all much. Of the TV shows that like film at Disney, quote yeah. unquote, is always Disney World. Right. So you would see it in shows like, wow, I'm never going to get to see that. <laughs> like, I just felt like it was always too expensive. And then I realized, oh, wait, I make money. Like, you know, like <laughs> I have a job. Not, we're not like rich or anything, but I mean, we can, it's not unattainable. It's, no. it's actually pretty achievable. And, uh, yeah, another yeah, uh, and we'll talk about that, and also the other new thing that we took on this yeah. uh, this year. We're what? DVC members. What? <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> All right, there's a lot to unpack there. Let's uh, let's get into this week in Disney history. It's time for this week in Disneyland history. We talk about things that happened in the past, like. 
All right, this week in Disney history, 1985, Tokyo Disneyland's Main Street Electrical Parade debuts. Uh, it was, it's basically a carbon copy of the original Disneyland Parade, Main Street. 1986, the Pirates of the Caribbean and Alice's Tea Party attractions both open in Tokyo Disneyland. Dang, Tokyo a lot just of, got a lot of Tokyo stuff this, happen around this, this time. Uh, 2001, the Milan Parade makes its final trip down Hollywood Boulevard at Disney MGM Studios in Florida. Isn't it weird that we can say that we have never been and we will never go to Disney MGM Studios? That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Man, why didn't we go? We suck. <laughs> uh, 2008, over at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which is my favorite park now, besides Disneyland. Always going to be Disneyland. But uh, a baby zebra named Kidani is born. The first Hartman's Mountain Zebra born at Walt Disney World. He is named for the new expansion of Animal Kingdom Villas, which will be named Kidani Village. Little side bit of information we're going to be staying at kidani village we are we we're going to go in, in july the summer yeah really excited about that so um excited. we stayed at uh jumbo house which we'll talk about that uh later in the show but that was it's a delightful place it is so beautiful animal kingdom lodge animal kingdom theme park two, two the of my favorite places on this planet now seriously um also in 2008, Pixar Play Parade, featuring floats and characters Aww. based on Disney Pixar films, begins running at Disney California Adventure. How sad. I, okay, I love you. Play Parade. It used to be my ringtone for like years. Because your it phone's was, always on vibrate. That's why I don't remember. <laughs> well, it was, my, uh, it was my alarm in the morning. Oh, I do remember time. that. Yeah. Yes, I remember that. Um, it, got me, uh, it got me pumped. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, go. 2010, Disneyland holds a special party to celebrate the first anniversary of D23, which is their official fan organization. 2012, the Magic Kingdom at Walt Disney World unveils the first phase of the new storybook circus area of Fantasyland with a soft opening. That's a really cute area. It is pretty cute. In 2013, Walt Disney World Resort announces the multi-year transformation of downtown Disney into Disney Springs a unique destination that will treat guests to significantly more shopping, dining, and entertainment, Disney Springs will include four outdoor neighborhoods interconnected by a flowing spring and vibrant lakefront. It's expected to be completed by 2016, and I, I, like, their, I like that area there. It's, Disney it's Springs really pretty. is insane. It's huge. And now I know why people come from Florida and then go to downtown Disney and they go, it's all right. <laughs> because theirs is just so much more than ours. Yeah, like, okay, so Disneyland's, so, so downtown Disney, it makes sense for our parks. Yeah. Because we don't have as much Everything's area. close. Yeah. You know? It kind of keeps it, it keeps it all clustered together like it, kinda, like it already, you know. Yeah, you can get to all of the hotels, basically. It's a little bit harder yeah, to get to, I think like, Disney Springs is like a... Disney Springs is like a theme park in itself. It's huge. It's enormous. You're yeah. Like, yeah, and we had talked about that previously. Like, you need to dedicate a day to Disney Springs if you want to see all the things yeah, that are there. Like, like, to the point where, like, if Disney Springs were what Disney, well, uh, downtown Disney is, if, if we had that, think about, like, where parking and everything would be. Uh, oh, you know no. those nights where we close down the park and have to walk through Dis uh, downtown mm -hmm. Disney? No, thank you. Can you imagine doing that with Disney Springs? No, my feet would fall off. It's too big. So I'm glad, I'm glad we have what we have. Yeah. I'm, I'm pleased with ours. 2014, the Festival of Fantasy Parade debuts at the Magic Kingdom in Disney World. Ooh. 
And in 2020, this one is not so fun. Oh, God, I can't and believe We didn't this. mean to line this up with this week, but wow. uh, in 2020, just a year ago, the Walt Disney Company announces that it will close the Disneyland Resort in Anaheim for the first time since September 11th. Just the third time in 65 years. And uh, obviously, because of the coronavirus, that's what we're living in right now. This is the hell that we've been in for a year. Um, I can't believe that it was a year ago this week. It's crazy because we were going to go... Uh, we were going to go get tattoos because it was Friday the 13th. That's our thing. Um, that's our thing. And um, and then we were going to go to Disney uh, that night after tattoos because we knew that it was going to be the last night. And everything's just shut down. Yeah, well, life we, got we weird. We didn't end up doing the tattoos because if something came up and then the... Yeah, and then we didn't make it out to Disneyland. And I was like super bummed about it. So yeah, hate to end that on a bummer, but you know, hopefully in twenty twenty one, hopefully this time next year we'll be reporting something awesome about the next few weeks at Disney. Seriously, which will be, ooh, that's right, Disneyland, California Adventures opening back up, kinda for something cool, <laughs> partially, which we're going to talk about in just a little bit in the event. So uh, that is. This week in Disney history. Up next, the news. This just in. Breaking news. News, news, news. So a lot going on in the news. Um, Walt Disney Animation Studios released Raya and the Last Dragon this past week. I'm so excited to watch it. I know. It. We haven't watched it yet, but um, I'm excited to. So, I've um, seen nothing but tears, so everybody's I'm Everybody's saying like... <laughs> it's emotional. It hit me in the feels. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, people are... Saying it's pretty emotional. So I'm excited. I'm. I'm. It looks great. So I. Ha- okay. I have. I don't like that Aquafina girl. You have a like. I you're just, not. You're not okay. I don't you know, have I just, a block her voice just annoys her. the heck out of me. I don't know what it is. She's really funny and crazy rich Asians. She's funny. She's funny, but like I. I don't know. I can't take take, take too much of her. <laughs> her voice just drives me bonkers. She's she's very raspy. I don't uh, yeah um so that said <laughs> I'm going to give it a shot obviously I you know I it, I'm not going to let it bother me enough to where I won't watch it I'm yeah. not that guy So looking forward to it but um there's a lot of ways to celebrate this new film at the parks and at home at uh, Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park guests can take a photo with a 40 ton sand sculpture at Discovery Island stage and learn how to draw the new characters at the animation experience at Conservation Station and we they have were, a bunch of different treats, too. We were just there a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we saw them as they were still sculpting it. Yeah, that was really cool. Oh, yeah. we have a picture of that. We should put that up. Because we'll throw it on our Instagram. It's timely. <laughs> it's really cool. Yeah, it was really neat. Um, also, new products available at ShopDisney.com, uh, Disney Stores, Walt Disney World Resort, and Downtown Disney District at Disneyland Resort. And um, coming soon to Downtown Disney. Actually, no, not coming soon. It's actually up. We saw it today. We went to Downtown Disney. Oh, yeah. We went to Downtown Um, Disney today. Yeah, they did the... uh, There's a big art installation uh, designed by Walt Disney Imagineering concept designer Xiaoqing Chen. Um, It's where the Black Panther mural was. Yeah, the Chadwick Boseman one that's where the old ESPN zone was. Right. It was... It's... I'm... I'm going to be honest. Like I'm, I was bummed to see that Black Panther was gone. I was like, that too. Was, I don't know. I loved that. But the mural that's there now for Raya and the Last Dragon is really cool. Really yeah. pretty. Uh, check out our Instagram. Um, but they also have a, a cool little download on the um, 
Disney uh, Disney Parks blog. Uh, there's a Ryan the Last Dragon activity packet. You can discover more about the film with activities. So yeah. The Walt Disney Company is closing at least 20% of its brick-and-mortar stores by the end of the year as its focus shifts more and more towards e-commerce. So at least 60 out of the 300 Disney stores will be closing across North America, and then an evaluation will be had on whether to extend those closings to other parts of the world or what, which that's kind of sad. You know, I don't want to be a bummer on this one, but that's kind of, I hope they put, I don't, I haven't heard anything about them putting any money into like their e-commerce. Their e-commerce is not good. Well, yeah, because like in, in the news section, it says Disney plans to utilize the shop Disney website and it'll be adding more adult apparel collections, streetwear, premium home collections and collectibles to the online store in the coming months. I've had nothing but problems when it comes to like new releases yeah, on the Disney store. It's like store. really hard to get anything. Yeah, all you, the can't, you can't get take anything. It, take it all. So like if they're going to be, be dependent on e-commerce for their whole platform, they better be doing a lot of improvements to that platform. <laughs> Man, that, that makes me nervous. Um, I don't know if you guys saw Soul. So but good. We saw Soul. I loved it. And it was amazing. It was such a good movie. That one kind of got me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but it debuted on Christmas Day last year, and it was the most streamed title for its opening week. That's awesome. Now... As the Disney website says, Soul can add another accolade to its list, a Golden Globe. That's so cool. I know. They deserve it. So good. Let's talk about Walt Disney World. Okay. Um, so we've been reading about this because I didn't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> the world is coming together as work continues on Harmonious at Epcot. So let's go all the way back. <laughs> Walt Disney once said Epcot would always be in a state of becoming. It is a place that changes with the times. So over the next several years, the Walt Disney World Resort theme park will live up to that promise in a whole new way as it continues the largest transformation of any Disney park in history, bringing the next generation of immersive storytelling to life through a plethora of new attractions and experiences. What's that mean? So in uh, so 2019 at D23, uh, it was announced that Epcot would be Unified with four neighborhoods that each speak to important aspects of the world and its people. World showcase, world celebration, world nature, and world discovery. These neighborhoods will be filled with new experiences rooted in authenticity and innovation that take you to new destinations where the real is made fantastic in a celebration of curiosity, hands-on wonder, and the magic of possibility. With this transformation comes Harmonious. This grand, original spectacular is a tribute to the power of story and song that unite us, leveraging music and visuals from across Disney and artists around the world. Once complete, Harmonious will be one of the largest nighttime spectaculars ever produced at Disney. I am so excited. I know, I'm pretty excited about it, right? (laughs) But this comes with some controversy, though, because Harmonious is going to be that big barge in the middle of the lake in front of the Epcot ball. Oh, yeah. So everybody's just like, this thing's a monstrosity. It's huge. It's ugly. And I'm like, oh, no. So it's not I, that bad. I, I, didn't, I didn't think it was that bad. But it's getting bigger than what we saw. Oh. Yeah. So it's pretty big. 
I don't know Disney World very well yet, so don't oh, man, make fun newbies. of me. Oh, yeah. When we're talking about this stuff, please don't ever think that we're experts. We are we not. We are got, Disney we World newbies, here. Disneyland yeah. experts. But they have the little water taxi that goes back and forth. I think right. it's from like from, from Japan one place to, to, another. to another place. <laughs> like, I think I, that's where I remember seeing it was when we were in Japan in the showcase. Yeah. But are those, is that still going to operate? Or? I don't know. Let's figure it out. Do we need to move to Florida for a little while? Oh, let's move to Florida and we can go. We you can know what? They're not doing annual passes though. Okay. As soon as annual passes at Florida open back up, we will move to Florida and we will live there for a month. We will. And we'll go all the time and we'll yes. get you all the information that you want. Are we Ooh, doing we this? Could. Are we doing this? Yeah. I think that's what we'll do. Okay. Yeah. We're just making major life decisions yeah, in the middle of the night. Weird. We'll talk, we'll talk about our adventures later. But <laughs> it yeah, is midnight. This kind of lines up with, is it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. We do our best recording really late at night. Yeah. It's- there is a circus going on in our house right now. <laughs> what is happening? I don't, I don't know. The cats are growling at each other. The <sighs> dogs won't go to sleep. Man, this, that... The dogs that are usually asleep by 8 p.m. every night are will running not go around to bed. like crazy. It is midnight. They got their and second the, win. And then the cats are chasing each other. <gasps> oh, man. All right. So, what, what are we talking about here? Is Harmonious going to have fun? Harmonious. So, the show will have a variety of effects, including custom built LED panels, choreographed moving fountains, colorful lights, lasers, pyrotechnics, and more. So, does that mean fireworks? Pyrotechnics is a fancy word for fireworks. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Well, it may be fireworks, and they may have been testing those. I don't know who's, what fireworks they were testing recently, but they were testing them. All right. So maybe that's it. Wow. Yeah. So if you look at pictures, um, this barge is a giant ring in the middle of um, what is called the World Showcase Lagoon. So there's a lot of, like I said, a lot of drama about this. And the barge, the Mm -hmm. big fixture, which is Mm -hmm. huge. I mean, if anybody's ever seen the show or movie Stargate, (laughs) imagine that, but bigger. (laughs) I don't know what Stargate is. If you know what a Stargate is, imagine that, but a lot bigger uh, in the middle of the lagoon. So yeah, people are bummed because it's blocking World Showcase sight lines. And yeah, it's... uh, it's not very, it's, I don't know. It's not very attractive, especially when you're considering like what the rest of the showcase looks showcase like, Showcase looks like, you know, yeah. it's just not, it's not very attractive. Maybe harmonious will be so amazing that nobody will care that it's there during the day anymore. Yeah. But, but when you look, we'll know, because here's the problem when you're, when you're over at the world showcase, it blocks the Epcot, Epcot ball. Yeah. So the, the way I'm looking at it, it seems as if they did take it into consideration and that's why it's a big circle, so you can see through to um, the ball, Spaceship Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, they knew what they were doing. Like they knew they were going to block the sight line, and so they were trying. It seems like they tried to fix it, but not in the, like the best way. Gotcha. I don't know. It's just it's it's humongous. We only <laughs> saw the like the footers, the footing of it. We didn't see like the big arch. Well, hopefully, we're going back. In the next couple months. Yeah. So anyway, so I don't we'll know. be able to it's, report on how huge it actually is in yeah, person. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's very interesting. Anyway, 
Moving on. <laughs> Talked about that for an hour. <laughs> um, Ranger, the rhino calf. <gasps> Ranger. He joined the herd at Kilimanjaro Safaris. Uh, so Ranger is a four-month-old white rhino calf. He um, is joined by his mom, Kendi. Uh, he made his big Savannah debut just a couple weeks ago on February 23rd at Kilimanjaro Safaris at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park. He is now part of the crash which is a, a herd of rhino, uh, marking a monumental rite of passage. I'm so excited for him. Yeah, that's him. so cute. Did you see the picture of him? He's so, so cute. cute. I rhino love... would destroy all of us, but they are the cutest. <laughs> and honestly, this is the reason I love Animal Kingdom so much, because like I love the San Diego Zoo so much. Yeah, but, we're, you know, we're mem- well, I think we're, we've talked about it before, yeah, like we're multiple members. times we're zoo members. We've, we've gone... Once during all this crap. Yeah. Conservation is our jam. Yeah. I love it. I, I love, I love being a part of that, but, um, I do love the zoo and obviously I love Disney. So this is like the perfect marriage for me. Yeah. Disney and, and zoo. Like it's, it's just, yeah. I'd and like their conservation efforts are cool. Like I, yeah, I, I, I dig it. I would very much so love it if Disney and the San Diego zoo decided to partner one day, they oh, could just take great? over the wild animal park yeah and create an entire west coast animal kingdom i wonder Chef's if kiss. they have beef with each other i don't think beef is allowed when you're sharing a common goal well no i want like i want to know like what disney really does like if if san diego zoo is like a supporter of them like a supporter of their their efforts so they've got the disney worldwide conservation fund and they've donated like quite a bit of money to different animals that were endangered. Well, why would that make them have beef with San Diego? No, no, no. I'm saying, I wonder if it's like, if they see it as like a contribution to like the community or if it's just like a Disney thing. I think so. I don't know enough about it. I need to know. Okay. So I went, I looked at it like this. There's been a span of like five minutes in between what I just last said and this, I looked into it. And uh, Disney Conservation is committed to saving wildlife and building a global community inspired to protect the magic of nature together. Um, so since 1995, they've directed $100 million to support nonprofit organizations working with communities to save wildlife, inspire action, and protect the planet. Disney Conservation Team Wildlife leads best-in-class scientific programs to conserve wildlife in Disney's backyard and beyond connects people to build a network for nature and cares for the planet through everyday actions. The Disney Conservation Fund continues its 25-year commitment to community conservation, protecting more than 100 species across 25 countries this year. No, there's no beef between them that's public or anything. <laughs> but <laughs> what, did you think there was beef? No, you did. No, I was curious to th- to know what they think, like if it's if they think they're on the same level. You know what I well, mean? Well, considering the CEO of San Diego Zoo Global is a former Disney. That's what employee. I just found out. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's no beef, obviously. <laughs> I'm. It was a curiosity. I wasn't talking about a whole topic on the show about it. I, it was just something I was. I just was like, I wonder if they think they're like the same caliber. Okay, makes sense. Because well, there's beef with zoos. Because there's like legitimate zoos that like that focus on conservation and bringing back like animals from well yeah extinction and then there's like San Diego Zoo and then there's like others that are like they're part of like these zoo associations but they're not like yeah they're not good places like yeah. a lot of zoos are not good places I know so that's what I'm curious about okay 
Well, if you want to learn more about how Disney cares for rhinos and how they help protect these species, you can visit DisneyAnimals.com or check out Magic of Disney's Animal Kingdom on Disney+. Plus, Which is a fantastic show. We binged it very fast and cried it. a lot. It and was it really good. made us go back to Disney World a few months sooner than we yeah. were planning to. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. The world's most magical celebration begins October 1st in honor of Walt Disney World Resort's 50th anniversary. Cinderella Castle at Magic Kingdom Park will add to its royal makeover from last year. At Epcot, new lights will shine across reflective panels of Spaceship Earth, connecting to one another and resembling stars in a nighttime sky. That's going to be so I'm awesome. really excited to see that. The concept art looks amazing. Yeah, it really does. And Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, who will have sparkling new looks for the celebration, uh, will be hosts of the event. Uh, they're going to be dressed for the occasion in custom-made fashions of iridescent fabric with gold highlights. Get I'm it? excited Ear- to see that. Iridescent. I hope they make like a spirit jersey or something that's similar to... The art that they've put out. I would imagine. I would imagine. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna milk that for merchandise. Oh, totally. I hope so, because I'll buy it. Yeah. They'll I mean, get my we're, money. We're the ones that buy it. Exactly. We're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Leave a Legacy is returning to Epcot. Um, from 1999 to June 2007, Leave a Legacy offered guests the opportunity to have their pictures taken and etched onto steel tiles. Uh, Those steel tiles were then mounted on panels, creating a beautiful representation of our global community. Uh, With the transformation of the Epcot main entrance area, which we just saw this last trip, and it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's cool. uh, The original legacy sculpture has been removed, but Leave a Legacy lives on in a beautiful new setting just outside of the park. Anyone who wants to search for a tile at the new location, guests can use their smart device to scan the QR code at the Leave a Legacy display. This will open up the Finder search feature, which can provide the coordinates for the tile's new location, which that's pretty awesome. I wish we had taken time to look at that while we were there. I know. I'd, I was just like, let's get in the park. Yeah. Let's go. We have a full day ahead of us. We saw the fountain, though. That was really pretty. It was very, very it was pretty. gorgeous. Epcot and Animal Kingdom are my two favorites over there. Mm. And I'll touch more on that later on. Yeah. Just- All right. And uh, let's talk about Disneyland. A lot has happened recently. Yeah. So, okay. Unless something changes in between the time we're recording this and the time it's released. Which should only be about a day. Right. <laughs> Disneyland has not said they're opening on April 1st. No. That is a rumor that was caused because there was an announcement that was... Uh, made that said that California parks were given the green light to open on April 1st. Not California parks are opening no. on April 1st. They so, are allowed to. Hey, ever just read. <laughs> <laughs> I have right seen there. so many blogs. Disneyland's opening April 1st. They just sold all of these tickets. You really think they're going to open right away? No. They're smarter than that. And I, I think they're using this as a test to see how the... Like the uh, accommodations are going to be. Yeah. Not accommodations. Um, the guidelines like yeah. social and distancing. And we've had this conversation like between you and I before, but Disney World has a lot more room than we have. Yeah. Like a ridiculous amount more room than Disneyland Resort has. So they can take a lot of the things that Disney World has put in place that are working really well for them, but some of them are not going to translate over well. No, and that's what, 
I was one of those where I was like, oh, if Disneyland can do it, why, or if, if Walt Disney World can do it, why can't Disneyland? Like yeah. they should use that as the same model. I've said that. It, it doesn't make, it's not the same. No. So I think they're going to use this as an opportunity to see how that goes. Mm-hmm. And I bet they've, they've got, you know, they're, they're definitely considering like how to make this work. I'm really curious to see like Disneyland. I want to see if they've already put up like social distancing stuff, like all the lines and stuff. Yeah. I wonder if that's already been like what's been in what's been put in place already. I don't know, but I Cuz that's the biggest consideration, the queues. Yeah, and I I just realized I think how much that's going to bother me. Mhm. It didn't it didn't bug me at Disney yeah. World because that wasn't my home. It's all we know now. Yeah. Well, it's all we know. Yeah, like I yeah, I hadn't I haven't seen Walt Disney World without, without a pandemic. Distancing. Yeah. yeah. We've walked through DCA and yeah. we've seen the markings there. That didn't it's bug not, me too much. I don't much. think it's, I think you might be overthinking it. I'm just very worried. Yeah, I'm me scared. too. Scared of what? <laughs> for the park to open. Oh, yeah. I've, it's, we've wanted it for a year. We've, yeah. we've wanted it so bad to come back for the last year. And now that it is possibly within reach, I'm like, maybe don't. I don't well, want anyone to ruin it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy because like I want to talk about this more later, but it's like they've done a great job of like putting in the they've made like installations, they've put down stickers and like all that stuff, but you can't change people. Mm-mm. You know, like that's that's the hardest part about all of this. Yeah, you can't you can't do anything to the people. Yeah, because it's not like they can assign a cast member to each group that comes in and make them follow the rules. Right, <laughs> right. And people, you know, we only had a couple instances that it's been like, it made me a little nervous, mm-hmm. but mostly positive. But, you know, there's little things that drive me nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. We'll talk about it. We'll we'll unpack. We're almost yeah. There. So the new guidelines and possible opening date are part of a refresh of Governor Gavin Newsom's four tier blueprint for a safer economy. Which <laughs> this isn't the show for that conversation. It's just a lot of weirdness. So starting on April first, California theme parks can reopen at fifteen percent capacity, which is crazy. Fifteen so percent. So 15% capacity in the red tier. uh, And then the capacity levels will shift in the orange tier and yellow tiers. Theme park attendance will be limited to California residents also. So for those of you not in California, don't make plans when they open. Because it's just for California residents. So, you know, don't get yourself in a situation where you can't. Which I feel like they totally shot themselves in the foot with limiting pass holders or eliminating pass holders if they're going to only open to California residents. Like, because I feel like there's still a lot of people that are going to come from within the state that are going to come and buy tickets, but they still could have gotten a lot of revenue, at least in like food and merch and stuff from annual pass I don't know holders. if that's enough, though. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm just I'm curious to see how how fast people flock. Yeah. It's just like there's all these theories out there and like everybody's like upset that 
Oh, they're just trying to make money. Well, yes, of course they're trying to make yeah, money. Yeah, they've just spent a whole year not making mm-hmm. any money. Of course, of course they want to make money. They're they're a business. That's the that's the main you know the, goal yeah, they, of of a business is make money. <laughs> so, like, I get it. I get it. Corporate greed sucks, and I hate stick it to the man, rage against the machines. But like, <laughs> this is what we got. You know, like this. There's not you can't we you can't change it. Yeah, it's their business. They run it the way they want. Hopefully, at some point, they listen to what everybody's saying. But also, some of your recommendations aren't that good, people. Like, let's let's be honest here. Not everybody has the golden ticket with ideas. So maybe your idea just isn't good. Yeah. Uh, maybe you have a weird view on things. So maybe <laughs> check yourself. I don't know. So speaking of, they made changes to the annual pass holders since we last spoke. Yeah, we don't exist anymore. We don't exist anymore. No, we, we are do. now legacy We're pass legacy holders. pass holders. In celebration of the 20th anniversary of Disney California Adventure Park, uh, Disney has created all new legacy pass holder themed virtual backgrounds for everyone to enjoy. You can find them on the Disney Parks blog, um, and you just download them to your computer. So they have a legacy pass holder one, a Flo's V8 Cafe, which is really pretty. Uh, a Pixar Pier and a Cars Land. Uh, I love Cars Land. It has a special yeah. place in my heart every single time I see it. So yeah. those are going to be super cool. There's also some additional discounts that are offered throughout the week at various different um, dining places. So available all the time if you let them know you're a pass holder. Black Tap has something for uh, pass holders. Blue Ribbon Corn Dogs has something Monday through Friday. So does California Churro. Uh, Jamba Juice has a um, specialty legacy pass holder smoothie for the month of March. Naples will give you a 30% discount on food on Tuesdays, Tortilla Joe's on Wednesdays, and then Uva Bar will give you 20% Monday through Thursday. And then Monday through Friday, Wetzel's will give you a 30% discount. So Quite a few things, nothing really on the weekend. So if you can get there during the week, definitely check out those couple of options for dining. Hey, everyone. So we've already published the episode and we've already done all of our news. But in true Magic on Main Street fashion, some big news was (laughs) released uh, after we had recorded. So just wanted to bring this up. So we had talked about the closure of the parks and um, it turns out Bob Chapek announced that uh, Disney is planning for a late April reopening of both Disneyland Park and Disney's California Adventure. Uh, it was announced that theme parks could start opening on April 1st, but Disney chose to extend that out uh, to allow them some more time to prepare the parks for guests. So in the announcement, Bob Chapek said, Here in California, we're encouraged by the positive trends we're seeing, and we're hopeful they'll continue to improve and we'll be able to reopen our parks to guests with limited capacity by late April. We look forward to publicizing an opening date in the coming weeks. While last week's announcement stated that theme parks may open starting on April 1st, the fact is it will take some time to get them ready for our guests. This includes recalling more than 10,000 furloughed cast and retraining them to be able to operate according to the state of California's new requirements. I am pleased to say the response has been great thus far. Our cast members are excited to get back to work. And this is also good news for the Anaheim community, which depends on Disneyland for jobs and business generated by visitors. So excited. We don't have a date. But, but we have a general time frame. <laughs> we have, it's a step in the right direction, and we're so excited. Uh, we didn't want to wait until next week to let you know, so enjoy this bonus update. <laughs> Let's get back to the show. Man, that was a lot of news. Yeah. Let's talk about merch. Okay. 
Okay, we have a problem. What? We have a, an obsession. For what? Loungefly mini backpacks. Oh, we do. Yeah. Yeah, that happened. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and blame our friend Amy. Yeah. Mamers. Because, yeah, good old Mamers. She s- triggered this obsession in our brain. And I went from having two or three Loungefly backpacks, maybe. Yeah. To six currently. I just got a one that I pre-ordered, so that's a seventh. Yeah. And I have four coming in the mail in the next two months. Why do we have so many coming in? Because I have a problem. Oh. Oh, no. But Oh, yeah. You got a lot. I got the WandaVision one. Yeah. I got a princess one. I got another Star Wars. It's bad. I got the Scar one, which is, whew, it's Well, amazing. I got a Star Wars one. Ooh, you got the Scar one. The Scar I got the one's Scar really one, awesome. and it's beautiful, and we'll post it on our Instagram. Yeah, just I got a Star Wars one. And then, and then a Marvel one, which was, is a unique design. It's not like the normal. It's sitting right here. It's not like the normal little uh, two-pouch one. Yeah. I like it's it, though. It's canvas, and it's got handles on top. It's like a, I don't know. It's like a briefcase backpack. Yeah, I like it. I dig it. But. We're spending a lot of money on them, which is very, very bad, but also very, very good because it makes me happy. So who cares? If you see any <laughs> cool lounge flies, tag us in them. Yeah. yeah. We, we are adding to our collection. We are running out of room already mm-hmm. to display them. But who cares? It's fine. It's fine. Maybe I'll get into the whole trading game and I'll start trading ones I have instead of just continuously adding to the pile. I'll just trade for trade. Right. But yeah, if you guys see any, tag us in them and let us know. Because they just make me really happy, even if I'm not buying them. I just like to look at them now. The mini pack packs. The little mini pack packs. Yeah. Uh, we visited the new Star Wars trading outpost in downtown Disney. Sean got some goodies. Yeah. Oh, I did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got, the, um, I got the Ahsoka Sabres. They're very cool. Yeah, the ones from um, Mandalorian. Yeah, I like them a lot. I had a hard time picking. I like those ones better. They're very clean looking. They're katanas. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like, uh, like samurai katanas. Yeah. What? You just said they're katanas. They're like samurai katanas. What other katanas are there? Well, some people might not know what a katana <laughs> is. I wasn't like saying like it was a specific. Not like, oh, it's a ninja katana or a samurai katana. <laughs> like, no, I'm saying, like, if you don't know what a katana is, it's like what a samurai would carry. The way you said it, I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> You're, just because you don't get it doesn't mean other people won't get it. Um, yeah, so anyway, we waited. I don't know if that's normal. We haven't, we haven't gone to downtown Disney a lot. We've no, only been much. a few times. Um, and it's been a different experience every single time. Yeah, like today we went and everyone was very aggressive. Mm. Security is like security now. Yeah, they were real aggressive. So Disneyland security was never really security. Here comes another tangent, everyone. We're what? sorry. No, they, but they weren't. They weren't like, like, they never acted like security. No. You know? I know they are, and I know yeah. they have. I, I know. I know it's a very serious job, but they were never like. You never went. Oh, like oh, that's security. But yeah. like today, 
I was like, oh, dang, that's security. Yeah, they they, they called the dog over to sniff the dude and everything. Yeah, this guy had like, weed what or is something. That? I know what it is. He's like, I know what it is. You know what it is. You can't bring it in. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. But he was a very good boy. Who the, oh, the dog? The, 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 yeah. The dog that came with the um, security dog. <laughs> and then there was something else going on on the other side. Two girls had mace. And they were like, make the decision. You want to yeah, keep it or you want to throw it away? Take it to your car. Yeah. Because you have to take it back to your car. So, yeah, it was very weird. But, yeah, that was the first time I had seen Disneyland like security. Mm-hmm. What were we talking about? Star Wars trading outpost. Star Wars trading outpost. <laughs> um, but I don't know if it was just a busy day that day, but uh, the virtual queue was three hours long. We got reservations at uh, Carthay Circle. So we went and did lunch. We did a little bit of shopping um, on Buena Vista Street. Um, by the time we were done at World of Disney, our reservation was up at uh, Star Wars Trading Outpost. So we went up to that. Uh, and then there was about a 20-minute line after we lined up. So I don't know. It was, it was a long wait. I don't Very. know if it was quite worth it. I'm glad I got my katanas. But um, yeah. It was a very long wait. It was a long wait. Another new piece of merch that... There's a lot of new merch that has come out. We're not covering everything right now. We're just covering bits and pieces because we took a six-month hiatus, and that's a lot of freaking merch to cover. Yeah, it'd be impossible. It'd but be a whole show about it. there's something new that just recently came out, and it's on Shop Disney, or you can get it at uh, Walt Disney World, is the new Dooney and Burke that was released for Flower and Garden Festival at Epcot. Oh, my gosh. It is so pretty. It's like this cute, like cornflower blue color, but it has various little like gardening minis on it. So there's one where she's just like walking. There's one where she's smelling flowers. Like it's super, super cute. It's a Dooney. So it's obviously a little bit more up there in price. A Dooney. But if you can get your hands on it, it, oh my gosh, it's, it's probably aside from there's a Dooney that came out that has Walt Disney World and Disneyland on it. Right. That has been the only Dooney that I've ever like been like, oh my gosh, I want that. This new mini one is on that list now too. So there's only two Dooney and Burks that have come out that I'm like, yes, I need those. And it's those two. So if you can get one, you should. Because yeah. it's really cute. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, I wanted to talk about um, uh, Wonderground Gallery came back. Yeah. So. <laughs> a little bit lackadaisical. We did get a piece of art, <laughs> which I'm really excited about. Um, it is actually a, uh, we got, yeah, so it's a picture done by uh, Kaylee Hicks. Mm. And it's a fun little picture. Um, it's, sim- I want to say similar to like a Jared Mayuma kind of style but it's like it's got a bunch of different characters from around the parks so it's uh the piece is called a walk in the park it's got like a small world there's a piece from big thunder country bear jamboree uh space mountain dumbo the castle haunted mansion tiki room jungle cruise pirates of the caribbean and in the middle mad tea party uh, it's so cool it's such a bu- it's so much fun i'm really excited about it um but we got that at Wonderground. Wonderground is different now. It's missing things. It's missing art. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. <laughs> it's, it's missing things. And the main thing it's missing is all of the art that it had. It, there's just a lot of merch now. It's, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, fe- I was so thrown off because you said, 
do you guys have a print of this one? I don't know. Let me check. Okay, if you don't, I'll just take this one. I don't know if we're selling that. What do you mean you Which don't know if you're really selling weird, that? This is an art gallery. This is an art gallery. Huh? Like, you don't have like displays. <laughs> but that means to me, maybe that cast member had never worked in there before. Because yeah. the, the other one was saying that she had worked in and off, off the, the page. page. So I'm wondering if like maybe they just have, because, you know. Only some are only there. Only a few came back. So I'm wondering if maybe they just weren't trained for that mm-hmm. that role. I don't know. Uh, it was very strange to me. The the you know the biggest problem with Wonderground being out is there was just yeah there was no art. It was very strange. There were maybe twenty pieces around, and the rest of it was merchandise. It was odd. Yeah, I was so excited about it being back, but it was very watered down. But we went off the page, and we got another. A little piece, a print of something, and I was really excited about that. Yeah. Something is better than nothing. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I'm thankful for what we have. Downtown Disney and Walt Disney World have old school television WandaVision pins. They're pretty cool. There was one of like the TV screen with the logo on it and then a sword logo. (laughs) Sword. Sword. (laughs) Yeah, that's it for merch. There's plenty more that we can talk about. We will continue to talk about. Um, We're coming back to talk about these things. Every other week. Yeah. So, yeah. Up next, Hidden Mixes with the Kid. It's time for Hidden Mickey of the Week. Looking everywhere, Kenzie's here to share the Hidden Mickey of the Week. Hello. Welcome to the first Hidden Mickeys with the Kid of Season 2. So excited. Hey, kiddo. Hi. <laughs> so for those of you who have not listened before... This is our daughter, Kenzie, and she does a segment called Hidden Mickeys with the Kid, and she talks about her favorite hidden Mickeys around the park, uh, around Dis- uh, downtown Disney area, uh, and also in Disney movies. So, kiddo, what do you got for us this time? Okay, so it's in downtown Disney in, in the Flower Petal Fountain. Okay, the Flower Petal Fountain is the fountain you'll find right between downtown Disney and the Esplanade uh, at the California Parks. Um, and it's right by the entrance to the tram boarding area. Yeah. Um, so the tram boarding area, there's a, there's a fence right there. So standing in front of the fountain, looking at the tram boarding area, uh, it's on the right side and it's the, it's the second pedal on the right. Um, so it's on the left side of the pedal and it's hidden in the tiles. So, and it's kind of in the corner. So it's going to be kind of hard to see, but it's there. (laughs) Yeah. We looked at it the other night when we were at downtown Disney and um, it is a little bit harder to see. You'll definitely have to do it during the day because at night it's really difficult. So if you're looking at the tram boarding area, you're looking, you're facing the fountain, looking at the tram boarding area on the right hand side, the second pedal. So you kind of have to stand by the fence. Tucked in where the two petals kind of come together, you'll see in the tiles a small hidden Mickey. It couldn't be bigger than what, Kenzie? A, a quarter? Maybe a little bit bigger than a quarter? Yeah, pro- probably. <laughs> maybe a, a quarter or a half dollar sized? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty small. I picked this hidden Mickey because it's like one of the harder hidden Mickeys. And when I f- saw it, I was like, this is the one. It's it's really hard and it's going to be a challenge for everyone to find. So we got it. You got to work hard for this one. And anybody that does uh, make it down to downtown Disney, go check it out. 
grab a picture and share it with us on Instagram. Were you excited to get back to downtown Disney? I was very excited. <laughs> what have you been missing about the parks lately? Um, definitely going on rides and eating food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you did get to see Buena Vista Street. How was yeah. that experience? That was really fun being back like in the actual parks. Um even if it wasn't like actually like going back and doing everything, it was still fun going and seeing everything again. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we got to do that and I hope you had fun and um so excited to get the podcast back going. Are you excited to be back on the show? Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that was a good hidden Mickey. Uh, check back for new episodes with Kenzie and her hidden Mickeys. And also, if you want to take a look back at the older episodes, we've got 30 episodes of hidden Mickeys with the kids. So uh, check back and take a look at those. If you have any ideas that you want to share with us, let us know. Thanks, kiddo. You're welcome. Let's talk about food. Guys, we've eaten a lot. Oh, man. We've eaten a lot. (laughs) We have had so much to eat. Not only have we had a ridiculous amount of food at Walt Disney World, because we went in November 2020, and Food and Wine Festival was still going on. Yeah. And then we went in February 2021, and Festival of the Arts was going on. Right. We We got a lot of good food, though. Yes, yeah, so we went to both of those events, but then on top of that, we also went to some different restaurants. We went to Maria and Enzo's at Disney Springs. That was good. That was great. I loved it. It was really good. Their bever- I got a peach bellini. Mwah. It was fantastic. But also, we went to the Polynesian. Ooh, that breakfast. For breakfast Ooh. at the Kona Cafe. Do yourself a favor. If you can get there as fast as physically possible, go to Kona Cafe and order the Tonga Toast. Yeah. And the Red Eye Cocktail, I think is what it was called. Oh, yeah. You were boozing it at breakfast. I was boozing it at breakfast. Yeah. I wasn't even ashamed. It was delicious. I felt like we were in Hawaii. The Tonga Toast (laughs) is one of the most ridiculous meals I've ever seen. It's the largest one single piece of bread. It's not a piece of bread. It's like, a, get it's it a in your heads, people. It's, it looks like a, yeah, like a quarter of a loaf of bread. And then they just kind of open up the middle a little bit and just shove it with bananas. Bananas. And then they French toast it up. And then they toss that piece of French toast in cinnamon sugar. Like a yeah. daggone churro. Wow, 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 wow. They wow, said wow, it's wow, been a favorite for like 40 years or something like that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I understand because it, it's, it was amazing. It was one of the best Disney breakfasts I've had. It really was. I got something different. So they, they have this off menu item um, and it's called the Big Kahuna. <laughs> and um, it was just a little bit of everything. It was a lot of food uh, sausage, bacon, ham. <laughs> Two pieces of French toast. It was. It's not the Tonga toast, but it's good French toast. Um, pineapple macadamia nut pancakes, mm-hmm. eggs, any way you like them, and potatoes. Mm-hmm. I I don't. <laughs> I, I ate all of it. <laughs> I'm not, I didn't eat. Actually, I didn't eat all of the pancakes. Anyway, it was a big plate. Good stuff. It was large. 
But also another memorable meal that we had recently is we got um, lunch reservations at Carthay Circle for oh, the Alfresco so Dining back. Lounge. It was wonderful. The only thing so that good. was missing was our beloved biscuits. No fried biscuits. But they made up for it because they had so many amazing offerings on the lounge menu. And we got so much we food. We got a lot. We went with the executive producers, Karn and Patrick. Karn and Patrick. Shout out. Shout out to them. <laughs> we got so much food. So the number one item that we got were the Vietnamese twice cooked beef tacos with the pineapple mint salsa. Guys. We guys listen. Three orders of them. It was it was insane. And I would like to put it into perspective a little bit. It was the four of us. There was the four of us. Karin's a vegetarian. Right. So, so it was, it was three just of me, us, Sean, and Patrick. And we ate three orders <laughs> of these tacos. They Okay, so it was they like... Were magnificent. So Vietnamese twice-cooked beef tacos. It was like a sweet... A sweet and it was a little bit spicy. Spicy kind of sauce. On and the, then the pine the beef. Ooh, I want them now. I just said that I don't <laughs> like pineapple in, in weird ways. I like pineapple. For, I like pineapple. That's mm-hmm. it. I don't like it on a lot of things. This pineapple <laughs> mint salsa on the top of this. And I don't like mint. Was di- me either. It was divine. It was so good. It was so good. I could eat an order right now. Oh, man. It was insane how good these tacos were. So we got three orders of those. We got an order of Moroccan roasted chicken meatballs, which were heavenly i'm not a huge fan of meatballs but sean and patrick love i don't typically like chicken meatballs it's a weird consistency but these were heaven Mm -hmm. uh we got the tortilla soup which was was really good very flavorful the stroza pretty pasta pretty pasta the pasta was so fresh yeah so so you could could tell it was made yeah just before they freaking open for the day it's it's super simple it's literally just a a sauce with some what was the, what's the green it wasn't spinach it was um basil and a, a mess of cheese there was a lot of cheese yeah in it. it was super simple and so so yummy and then we also got duck confit empanadas which sean and patrick <laughs> destroyed those the, it, it was so guys it was so good we that- were done with our meal we, and yeah, Sean we and Patrick, dis- and our, our server, like conned us into ordering them. Yeah. So she knew we were there to eat. She yeah. knew we were there to experience good when food. When aren't we there to eat? I know. But um, it was so, guys, it was so good mm-hmm. that I stopped the chef as he was walking by. And the he was chef like, de hey, cuisine you know was walking through the restaurant. And I, I grabbed him. I was like, hey, can I get your picture? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Sean fangirled over these empanadas. I fangirled over the chef because this food was so good. <laughs> Uh, it was good. Uh, Karen got a winter pear salad, which, which she said great. was fantastic. I just wasn't going to waste my my stomach space on lettuce. No, and she like to the point where she was like, if it wasn't weird, I would lick the dressing out of these. She bowls. really liked that dressing. <laughs> she loved that dressing. It was good. And you guys got some drinks. Well, and well, you're missing oh, one more food item. What did we got I miss? the artisan cheese plate. The cheese plate. We were going crazy over this cheese it was such good cheese there was t- there was a soft cheese a semi-soft cheese a hard cheese and a, blue- cheese and a blue cheese um 
They were all fantastic. So good. I don't like blue cheese, so I, I tried it, but I I don't like blue cheese. If but I there had, was like dried apricot. If I had one complaint about this plate, not, not enough, enough crackers. No, we had to ask for crackers like three yeah. times because we just constantly needed I ate more. The whole, we ate the whole thing. Yeah, but there was like a like a, a apricot like chutney yeah, that came with the chutney. it. There was uh, pecans. There was dried apricot. Yeah. It was all so good. I felt so bougie. It was one of the nicer cheese, cheese plates, plates I've, I've ever had. had. Yeah. It was it was really good, and it so it's on the dessert menu. So you're gonna if you guys end up going, you're gonna look at the menu and be like, I don't see a cheese plate. What the heck were they talking about? It's on the dessert menu. You can order it whenever you want. There is no limitation. So get the cheese plate with your meal. Yeah, it was it, great. Yeah, but yes, we did get beverages. Patrick got and I cocktails. got some beverages. Yes, I got the Carthay Mai Tai, which I was. <laughs> I'd been craving a Mai Tai since the day before. I had literally said it like the four of us sat down to dinner the night before and I was like, I really want a Mai Tai right now. Like, I don't know why. That was just what came to my mind. The Carthay Mai Tai did not hit the spot. It is not sweet. It's not what you think of when you think of a Mai Tai. However, it is very strong. So one beverage and I was like, okay. I, I was looking for like a fruity, like vacation beverage. Yeah. The Carthay Mai Tai is not a fruity vacation beverage. But if you want something strong and you just want one, the Carthay Mai Tai is a really good idea. Um, Patrick you wanted the- just one and then another one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then I, Patrick, so the first round I got the Mai Tai. Patrick got an aviation cocktail, which he said was great. I think he had, didn't he end up having two of them? I believe he did. Yeah. And, and there's, they're really small. They're, they're small little glasses for the aviation cocktail. Yeah. Um, and then our server recommended another beverage for us, which was the double pear martini. Oh, that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. It was so good. And it comes with like a, a small little pear skewered with a, a Luxardo cherry with your beverage. And it's fantastic it's so good i loved it um and then karen got the wildberry lemonade which i think we all tried that one that one was really really good yeah and then she also got the rose petal soda it just kind of tasted like i was drinking a flower it tastes like perfume right yeah it tastes like, like that's what i would imagine perfume. yeah a little bit yeah karen liked it the the trip was great the food was so good the food was fantastic. i was so excited about that so shout out to alex flores the chef de cuisine i got a picture of him uh, i was so excited i was they yeah, did a great job i became a fangirl 100 percent. all right let's talk about events and entertainment so it's march and what is march it's women's history month that's us. I would like to recognize all women. That's me. For being awesome. Thank you. So in recognition of Women's History Month, Walt Disney World has put together a showcase called Celebrate Her Story at Disney Springs. Set your focus on the women in the arts and support women in business, all while tantalizing your taste buds and learning about women in Disney history. Um, but I think the thing we're most excited for all of us to I'm talk so about excited. is a touch of Disney. A touch of Disney. Starting March 18th, A Touch of Disney is a ticketed event allowing guests to rediscover the magic of the Disneyland Resort through the sights, sounds, and flavors we've all been craving. The event will be in select outdoor areas at Disney California Adventure Park. 
So we're so excited. It's going to be, you know, pretty similar to like the taste events. I'm so stoked about it. They're going to have limited dining available at Carthay and Lamplight. Uh, they're recommending reservations and <laughs> reservations are no longer available. Yeah, that's and that's what I was just going to touch on right now. Tickets are no longer available. Right. They sold out that day that they went on sale. Um, reservations for the restaurants as far as I've been able to tell, are no longer available. Right. Um, they all got swooped up very fast, but they will have walk-up queues the day of the events. You'll be able to go up, scan the QR code with your cell phone, and get into a standby line. They have the same sort of thing at Walt Disney World, so if you've been to Walt Disney World, you know about the stand-up line. That stand-up line is going to hit capacity for the day very, very fast. So if you're dead set on you really want to go to Lamplight or you really want to go to Carthay and your only choice is that walk up line, get in that park and get to that restaurant to scan that QR QR code. Uh, That's a good point. Yeah. But the foodie guide is out. The foodie guide is out. There are so many places offering foods. There's some of the regular restaurants within the park. There are going to be different carts set up. There's going to be the seasonal marketplaces that we're used to seeing for food and wine at DCA. So the restaurants and carts that are normally available that you're going to see that have food offerings for the event. So the normal everyday fixtures in DCA that are going to have some available food offerings are going to be award wieners, Buena Vista Straight Popcorn, Willie's Churro Cart, Carthay Lounge, Lamplight Lounge, Bayside Brews, Adorable Snowman, Pixar Pier Popcorn, Bing Bong Sweet Stuff, Cocina Cucamonga, Rita's, The Cappuccino Cart, Pacific Wharf Distribution Co., that's the little cart that has the beer, uh, Ghirardelli's, Smoke Jumpers, Grizzly Peak Churro Cart, Sonoma Terrace, Cozy Cones. There's also going to be the seasonal marketplace, some of them coming back that you'll probably remember, which Ooh. is Cluckadoodle Moo, um, LA Style, Calif- California Craft Brews, Delish, Golden Dreams, and Uncork California. And there's also going to be various vending carts around the park that are going to have corn, chimichangas, all the good stuff that we're missing from Disneyland. We're so excited. So excited. So we're going to be going and we're going to be reporting back. Uh, we're going to go pretty pretty early on we are going the third yeah april 3rd yeah so we'll report back on what we find we'll be doing some food investigations as usual heck yeah we will really excited all right we're gonna take a little break and then when we come back we're gonna just kind of talk about what we've been up to what we have to look forward to and i want to talk a little bit about mental health (laughs) i don't want that be right back (laughs) So we've been making reference throughout the show. We went to Walt Disney World. We've gone twice. Mm -hmm. Um, We did a week-long trip in November. Yeah. I I keep forgetting that that was a week. Yeah, it was a a good trip. We we did the Food and Wine Festival Mm -hmm. at Epcot. We did um, Animal Kingdom. We did one park a day. Yeah. Because that was before park hopping was back open again. What? When we went the first time, it was before park hopping was back open again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we we did one park a day. Yeah. Singular days at the park. Which I liked. Yeah. I I felt like we could have done more. Yeah. Because we did a day of Universal. We did. Which wasn't my favorite. Which sucks because I love Universal. Yeah. I love Universal. I love Universal Hollywood. I love Universal Orlando. I think they have such great stuff. 
COVID was just not the time to go. No, I felt like there were too many people there. <laughs> yeah, they like they didn't seem like they had as tight of a occupancy yeah. as Disney World did. Yeah, for sure. But it was fine. Which kind of makes me wonder if that's how Disneyland is going to be. Yeah. You know, you know, smaller footprint. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But it was fun. We had a good time. You know, we stayed we stayed away from everybody. Yeah, we That's were really the thing good about with all it. of this. It's you know, you have to you have to do your work to stay away from people. Um, anywhere you go in the world, not just Disney. They're no yeah. different. Uh, but yeah, so we did uh, a trip in November where we did all those parks, mm-hmm. uh, and then we did a trip just recently um, in March, February. That's what I said. February. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we just did a weekend trip. Uh, I was actually going out there for work, and so we turned it into a, a quick trip to the uh, Walt Disney World parks. And we did Animal Kingdom mm-hmm. in one day, and then we, we finished up over. Animal Kingdom pretty yeah, early. We did about five o'clock. We hopped over to to Magic Kingdom, did dinner at Skipper Canteen. Skipper Canteen. What's the What's the full name of that place? It is Jungle Navigation Co. Ltd. Skipper Canteen. Yeah, it's a it's a fun jungle cruise themed restaurant. I enjoyed the the atmosphere. It was a really good time. I and liked the cheesy it a lot. Jokes that you love, yeah. from the Jungle Cruise. Yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was a really good time. And then um, the next day we did Epcot, and we got around more of the the World Showcase. So the the trip we did in November, we didn't. Get, we didn't do it right to experience the showcase. We, we spent we, most of our time in the park, the, the regular of the areas of the park. Yeah. And then by the time we got into the showcase, it was already starting to get dark. Right. So we started in Mexico, which that's I have heard is the only correct place to start. Oh, man. There's a lot. There's a debate <laughs> about it, but I am a fan of starting in Mexico. Oh, I love Mexico because you just start and you hit tequila and you hit the three caballeros. Oh, three I love that ride so much. It's, it's so much fun. But yeah, so our first trip, um, we we went inside. We got some margaritas. We went on the, the Grand Fiesta tour. Um, we came out and it was pitch black. And it was we dark. Like, oh, it yeah. is dark. And we made it to about Germany. And we then made went, it to Germany. Oh crap. Our dinner we reservation is in 15 minutes in Canada. Yeah. Which. So we, we were in Germany and we did not backtrack and just go the other way. Like smart people. We went all the way around the showcase. Yeah. It was brutal. Because we wanted to try to see it, but it was dark. So we couldn't really yeah. see anything anyway. So we got to see it more on this last trip. The only thing we missed this last trip was the UK and Canada. We yeah. made it everywhere else before it was pitch But we black. did Canada. For yeah, dinner, we did Canada. So. The la- we went to La Cellier the first time yeah. we went, which was fantastic. It was good. It was good. It was, it was good really steak. Good. It was really good steak. But yeah, so good times there. Um, Flower and Garden is happening uh, in... It's happening currently. It just started. Uh, it's happening until July 5th. Yeah, so we'll see how that is. And then we planned a trip for July, um, a bigger trip. We're going to take Kenzie for her first time. She's really excited so about that. She's so excited. excited. Um, so really, yeah, good stuff. So that's what we have to look forward to um, for the future. So we'll talk more about that trip. And um, I kind of want to... Listen, this isn't going to become a, a Disney World podcast. You know, no. this is, we're not experts there. We don't go enough. 
No, but you're um, gonna you if you're beginners, you get to learn. With yeah, us. we're just gonna go through the beginner, <laughs> the beginner playbook for for Walt Disney World. We're yeah. gonna kind of create it on our own. And that touches on another point. If you hear us say something that is not correct, call us out. Oh, tell us. Yeah, we I don't, don't know. know what we're talking about. Well, earlier in the show, <laughs> I was talking about the Epcot ball. I don't know if you call it the Epcot ball or spaceship or I don't know what people call it. Like, <laughs> what's, what's it the lingo? Called? Yeah. Um. <laughs> So yeah, <laughs> tell us. We're we're not experts. No. And um also, if we don't get some of the nostalgia of the park, you have to forgive me. I don't understand some of it. He's saying that because he doesn't get figment and neither do I. And I apologize if that offends you. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's I just cute. It's not, I love it. He's great. He's, he's so a cute. great character. He's cute as heck. But why is everyone so obsessed with I him? just don't know what this, the backstory is. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, I don't get like... Yeah, I wasn't there for it. He's cute. He's so cute. I think he's cute and funny. That attraction is super... It's cute. That's, it's quirky. So the last two trips we've gone on, we went on our first trip with Dam and Eric. We went on our second trip, just us, and our lovely friend Mamers was just coincidentally there. Yeah, that was a pleasant surprise. But on both of those trips, Damaris and Mamers were, are both huge Figment fans, and they were just, like, obsessed. And Dam was so offended when we got off of the Figment ride, and we were like, we don't get it. It was fine. She was like, how dare you? <laughs> and yeah. Mamers felt the same way. I was like, I don't care if I go on that ride again this time. Like, it's not that big of a deal to me. And she was like, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, there's a lot of people who really love him. I will grow to love him. Sure. I think he's cute. That's all <laughs> I've got at the moment. Yeah. It's really funny to see Eric Idle in that, though. Yeah. From Monty Python. Mm -hmm. I love Eric Idle. He's I so funny. Too. Um, funny story about Eric Idle as it pertains to this topic. He doesn't remember filming Journey into Imagination. Plus, he doesn't recognize Figment because he never worked with like that character. Oh my gosh, it was, because it's animated. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I wonder if that's devastating to people. I hope not. You may have just like crushed people's Oh, maybe souls. we just leave that out then. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that's interesting. <laughs> Well, in addition to our future Walt Disney World trips, we have quite a few other things on the books. Um, obviously, more Walt Disney World episodes to come because there's so much exploring that we want to do. We also have a Disney cruise planned out. but I, Well, yeah, I don't think it's happening, though, because so it hasn't been canceled yet, but it's, so a, it's, a, it's an, an Alaskan, Alaskan cruise. cruise. Canada closed their ports for, for a while, right? For any ships with capacities larger than 150 people through February of 2022. Goodness gracious. They are in talks to try to get the okay because of Alaska. Alaska is struggling a lot right now because they are missing out on the tourism right. from the cruise ships. From what I've read and what I'm hearing, they can't survive another season of no tourism. So they're trying to figure out a way for these cruises to still go on. Canada's not budging on opening their ports. Yeah. So we, we, it hasn't been canceled. We haven't been refunded, but it's up in the air. Why can't they port out of somewhere else then? They're, so they, they do Isn't port Isn't there somewhere out of in like Washington? Seattle. They do. 
They they have cruises out of Seattle. I just I don't know the logistics. Sure. Like, I I've been on one. Disney I'm curious cruise. about I, this. I don't yeah. know like how that works. So maybe they'll change it, and we instead of having to go up to Canada, we won't go into Canada at all. We'll just leave from Seattle yeah. and go into Alaska and come back. I don't know how it's going to work. It's just it's it's odd to me that we're relying on Canada to save Alaska. Yeah. They're ours. Yeah. We should be figuring this out. But and it's because of the close proximity they they share that that need for tourism. Sure. I, I, most of the people that come into Vancouver because they're going on a cruise that's going into Alaska. <laughs> so I don't know. But that's on them for closing it, you know. Exactly. So I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know it's how weird. it's going to work. If it doesn't work, then we will reschedule our Disney cruise and we will do a Bahamas cruise. I hope so. Anyway, okay. so we'll talk about whatever cruise we end up on if we, if we do a cruise. Uh, but if not, I actually met a guy on Clubhouse. I don't know if anybody's been using that app. It's very, it's pretty cool. It's kind of like drop-in podcasts. But anyway, I uh, met a guy on there and him and his wife have a YouTube channel dedicated to it. So we were talking about maybe getting together and doing an episode together. So that might be cool. And then also, we became DVC members. We did. So this is something that we didn't just like happen upon recently. We actually were ready to jump on the bandwagon of DVC right before the parks closed. That's actually what we were going to be doing on Friday the 13th that day they closed. So... We went to Florida on a on the one of the last trips I was telling you about, and we, uh, yeah, we went over to the Riviera, met with a guy named Eric who was awesome. He was fantastic. He and, was such uh, a nice guy. He was our guide, and he walked us through all the plans, and we figured out how to make it work. And so we are now proud DVC members. Mm-hmm. So definitely want to talk about DVC at some point. Talk about the process, talk about the different plans and things, promotions that are going on or anything like that. So look forward to that in this new season of the Magic on Main Street podcast. So in all of these uh, different adventures that we've been taking, you know, we've been we we kind of alluded to it earlier in the show. But, um, you know, we uh, I just want to say this to everybody, anybody that plans on going and participating in a Disney theme park or or uh cruise or whatever we all kind of have a responsibility as park guests or guests of the you know whatever cruise ship or or vacation club uh, resort that you're at we all kind of have a responsibility to treat these cast members with respect and respect their place of work um so just make sure you're you know wearing your masks and and uh, social distancing and, and remembering they're here to provide magic for us. And, and uh, you know, don't take that for granted. They could easily have just, you know, shuttered up like everybody else and, and said to hell with it. But, you know, they're, they're there and they're working and they're, you know, they're making whatever wage they're making. They don't really have, it's, it shouldn't be their responsibility to teach you how to be a good human. So please just treat everybody with respect and follow the rules, wear the mask. There's lines all over the ground uh, of where you should stand. If you see a line, walk to it. If there's no line, don't walk yet. It's you know these are the things that you got to think about when you're jumping back into Disney, especially the folks in California who are going to be going to Disneyland. It's a smaller space. It's going to be real tight. It's going to be a little bit difficult, but just follow the rules. The cast members are there to guide us, and they're going to help us have the best Disney day possible if you let them. So just you know, again, follow the rules. Be a good human. 
And, uh, you know, we'll all get through it at some point. And on that note, you know, it's... uh, (laughs) Mental health is a pretty apparent thing these days. Um, Take care of yourself. If you're having issues, talk to somebody, you know, seek help. Um, we kind of went through it during all of this, and that's why we've kind of been treating ourselves lately. We Everybody's had a tough time during COVID. We, you know, we lost the prospect of a house. We've, we're kind of in between places, and luckily we have the executive producers to help us out. And we're, we've been shacking up with them for a couple months just until we find out what our next home's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, that was nightmare in, in itself. Uh, we got COVID at one point. It was just a, and not from traveling, you know, it wasn't, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. Like it wasn't from traveling. So anybody that's like, well, look at you, you've been going to Walt Disney world. Nope. Didn't happen at anywhere from our travels. It was a very awful occurrence. Um, you know, nothing we could have done to avoid it on it, literally. Um, so, you know, we, we feel some of this crud that's been going on for those of you that are still like out of work you know trying to find your way our hearts go out to you and i know that um you know we'll all get there at some point just stay patient and stay strong with that kind of stuff um cast members that are coming back thank you so much like you guys are our heroes right now because you're taking these places that we know and love and respect and and hold so dearly in our hearts and you're 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 doing your best to open them safely and and keep your guests happy and safe all together. So, thank you so much to the cast members. We you know we we love you all and we're so happy that you're you're there for us. And I know we said thank you at the very beginning of this episode to our our Patreon subscribers and just all of you guys in general, but we definitely want to touch on that a second time just Thank you for still being around, you know, with with everything that went on and with the hiatus that we took, we definitely knew that there was a possibility of losing a lot of followers, losing a lot of listeners, losing that that family that we created, that fan base that we created. But we knew we needed to take that time to take care of ourselves. And I think in the back of our minds, we knew that this was a family that we created and that you guys would understand that we couldn't bring you guys joy every week if we didn't take care of ourselves. So thank you for still being around. Thank you for still listening to us. And thank you for being patient with us. Yeah, thank you. It means a lot because I couldn't have said it better myself. You know, we we had to take care of ourselves first. That was that's and and you should all follow that too. Like take care of yourselves. You can't take take care of anyone unless you've taken care of yourself. So make yourself a priority, make your family a priority. Everything else can wait. Yep. No matter what it is. Yeah. And laugh, laugh a lot. Just try to laugh. And, you know, hopefully when we all get back to the parks, maybe through a a touch of Disney or when the parks do reopen, or if you, you're able to get out to Walt Disney world, um, you know, we're, we're going to do a lot of laughing soon. I hope, you know, that, I think that's, what's missing from, I think that's what's missing from everybody's lives right now. We're not, you know, we're not having a lot of fun right now. Yeah. Um, so, you know. It's time for a quote of the week. Putting words together that last forever. It's quote of the week. I, don't, I couldn't think of a better thing to, to quote this week from Walt. Laughter is America's most important export. Um, 
couldn't be more true than now. And, uh, you know, there hasn't been a lot of focus on fun these days. So I'm, I'm hoping everybody kind of finds joy in this interim. And hopefully this is, we're on the home stretch. We've got a lot of good news with like vaccines and numbers going down and things like that. So we've got a lot to look forward to. We're so excited that we're able to come back and do this show. Uh, we're going to start off doing every other week so that we're not just blabbing about the same thing over and over. But yeah. If there's an opportunity to do, you know, mini episodes in between or have full updates, we will. We're back. We're so excited to be back. Season two is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, got a lot of unique topics that we're going to talk about that we haven't talked about before on the show. So very excited to be back. And uh, we just we want to thank you so much for welcoming us back into your lives. Um, if you have comments or you want to talk about anything, please share on our Instagram. You can check us out at Magic on Main Pod. Uh, or you can email us. We've got that really long email address, friends at magiconmainstreetpodcast.com. Um, yeah, so uh, we're, lo- we're looking forward to a great season. So thanks for being here with us. Uh, on behalf of Tabitha, Kenzie, Daniel, Scar, and these other crazy animals and myself, <laughs> thanks for listening to the Magic on Main Street podcast. We'll see you real soon. Goodbye. Magic on Main Street. Just like a churro, you're so sweet Our time with you is such a treat Spread the Disney love, thanks for hanging out with us On Main Street